Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. My name is Al and I'm here with my best buddy. I'm here with my Uber Eats order, which is coming in 25 minutes. We ordered two pizzas. Oh, yeah. Sourdough crust. Very excited. And I have the hunger. You have the hunger. I'm so hungry. I am also hungry. I've not eaten a lot today. (laughs) Well, we're going to eat so much pizza. Oh, yeah, brother. But first, we got to do our chores. We got to do our chores. We got to do our... A podcast we don't get paid to do. (laughs) (laughs) But good news, if you're hearing this, I don't have a uterus anymore. What up? They pulled it out through your vagina. (laughs) They poppled it. (laughs) Yeah. You're a, you're gonna become a human. I'm popple. gonna be a human popple, and I'm so excited. <laughs> it's your true form. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Not using it, get rid of it. Don't need it. Don't want it. No. Bye. <laughs> to celebrate, what are we gonna learn about? We're gonna learn about jock stuff. <laughs> so get ready, sports fans. I'm ready. I'm a sports fan. You are a sports fan. Just specific sports, I though. I am. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Odd couple. Odd couple. A 1947 issue of Life magazine featured an article with the headline, Babe is a Lady Now. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to talk about Babe Ruth and him being trans, but... (laughs) Sure. Followed by the subheading, The world's most amazing athlete has learned to wear nylons and cook for her huge husband. (laughs) It's me, the huge husband. <laughs> wow. Can I tell you, yeah. I've been doing a lot of, I do a lot of, like, research into, like, 1950s, ni- like, previous to 1960s, mm-hmm. like, trans folks in media. And the media coverage of trans folks back then, not great, but compared to now, yeah. it's just like, look at this marvel. <laughs> Ain't she sweet, folks? I mean, and I generally would prefer that to (laughs) what what, we have. What is happening now? (laughs) Look at this little boy. (laughs) (laughs) The athlete in question here was Babe Didrikson Zaharias. Born Mildred Ella Didrikson. Starting out as an All-American basketball forward in the early 1930s, Babe went on to win two golds and a silver in track and field at the 1932 Los Angeles Olympics. Oh, yeah. She was talented in bowling, diving, roller skating, tennis, baseball, softball, pocket billiards, and sewing. Girl. (laughs) But in the mid-30s, she found her true calling. What? Golf. Oh, (laughs) the king's game. (laughs) A brash, fiscally focused chain smoker, Babe challenged contemporaneous expectations of what it meant to be a woman. We love a doll. We love it. Who can take on a twink in a smoking contest. (laughs) Nicknamed the Texas Tomboy, she claimed that makeup and fashion were for sissies. Okay, wait. But but sports journalist Paul Gallico had another take. Mm. He suggested that she was focused on the world of sport because she would not or could not compete with women at their own best game. Man snatching. (laughs) So she can't get a man. I thought she had a huge husband. Well, this is prior to her locking down the huge husband. I would say that's a win. I think she got goaded into it. Yeah. Like, you want, you think I can't get a man? I'm going to get the hugest husband. (laughs) 
<laughs> just a behemoth. But in 1933, Babe thrust herself further into the skeptical public eye when she became the first woman athlete to endorse a product. Ooh. Dodge Chrysler's Dodge <gasps> 6 Brougham. 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 I don't. A Brougham is like, uh, was like a term for like a carriage. Oh, it's not something you, with what you sweep with? No, no. That, not a Brougham? Not, not like a Wurram. <laughs> which is how you say worm. <laughs> Umlaut. <laughs> With all of the attention, she changed gears, beginning to perform femininity in order to continue to secure the bag. Oh. Mm. Mm. Three years after his initial misogynist statement, Gallico recanted, saying he scarcely recognized Babe's newest incarnation of infinite femininity, carefully dressed and coiffed, with rouge on her cheeks and red on her lips. He just wants a date. Yeah. Ugh. He added, the tomboy had suddenly grown up. Ew. Ew. Weird. <laughs> I hate this man. I don't like it. No. I don't like it. In 1938, she married George Saharius, a wrestler known by the ring <gasps> name the Greek Hyena. Yes! <laughs> he is a huge husband. Yes. Oh. And he retired from his sport in order to manage her career. Oh. We love huge husbands. We love it. For six years before she passed from colon cancer, as her marriage grew troubled, she became close with fellow golfer Betty Dodd, who moved in with the couple. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Wasn't, didn't you have a tennis player who did the same thing? Had like a thruple? <laughs> Billy Jean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies in sports be gay. <laughs> <laughs> a thruple with, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, let's, you know, some of us make mistakes. <laughs> Though Babe passed in 1956 at age 45, she is remembered as a queer golf legend who defied expectations. Hell yeah. I love this. Love it. Love I it. Love it. While Babe's story is unique, she's certainly not alone in her ability to rack up cash through product endorsements. Players across the vast world of sporting activities have advertised everything from dick pills to dip spit. The vast? Sorry. <laughs> Can you say that in a more nerdy way? Players across the vast world of sporting activities have advertised <laughs> everything from dick pills to dip spit. I'm going to give you a swirly later. <laughs> Listen, I wrote this at 1 a.m. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> And it will become more apparent as I go on. <laughs> After all, they've been at it since well before the Dodgers left Brooklyn. Oh. It started with Pittsburgh Pirate shortstop Honus Wagner, oh. who was paid $75 for the use of his John Hancock on the body of the Louisville Slugger line of bats. Oh, okay. We know a slugger. We know a slugger. We know a slugger. <laughs> The Brooklyn Dodgers' infamous catcher Roy Campanella himself appeared in advertisements for Gillette Super Speed Razors in the mid-50s. Oh. After the move to California, the baseball team had player and later manager Tommy Lasorda filming commercials for Hungry Man Dinners and Natty Light and then Slim Fast and Rollades. <laughs> what a transformation. <laughs> Boy. With product sponsorships being lucrative post-game opportunities, it's no surprise that other baseball greats like Mickey Mantle shilled for everything from Woolworths to Brill Cream to Life Boy Soap. Life Boy. Hey, we talked about Life Boy. We did talk about Life Boy. Yeah. Life Boy. Everything comes around to ad creeps. It really does. <laughs> but it's not just based ball that has its participants oh, seeking out boy. licensing deals for their name and likeness. Oh, God. Boxer Rocky Marciano appeared in ads for Minnesota's Ham's Beer, along with their terrible, appropriative, and anti-indigenous jingle, The Land of Sky Blue Water. Ham's Beer? Ham's Beer from Minnesota. You can't. Minnesota. Yeah. You have a problem. It was bad. Bad. While Sugar Ray Leonard went for a softer beverage in his ads for 7-Up. 
<laughs> the Uncola. The, the Uncola. But the gold medal of sports <laughs> endorsement opportunities used to be named just that. Washburn's gold medal whole wheat flakes, soon renamed to the much simpler Wheaties. Oh! Wheat flakes. Wheat they, flakes. I think that's a good that's a good brand change. They made a good decision with that one. Yeah. Apparently it was suggested by the wife of an employee. Of course it is. Always. Yep. Always. Created by General Mills predecessor, the Washburn Crosby Company. Okay. The origin of the Breakfast of Champions has a lot more to do with economic and industrial trends than the cute little story that they like to tell. According to General Mills, Wheaties were born by accident, like me. <laughs> one one a.m. folks. <laughs> Unlike me, they were not conceived on New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty six. I can do math, mom and dad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But rather, in 1921, when a clumsy Minneapolis sanitarium owner spilled a batch of wheat gruel onto a hot stovetop. And it crisped up. Producing a new substance known as some burnt crap. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. As a grape nuts connoisseur. You do love a grape nut. I, have you ever had Wheaties? No. Is it kind of like... I, it's, like a, it's like a flake. A flake. Is it a flake? Like or is wheat, it like it's a wheat flake? Or is it like um? So is it like what you have in corn flakes, but it's wheat? I guess so. Or is it like a mini wheats? No, it's like a like okay. a, a like a flake. Okay, it's like a flake. Yeah. Why would you get wheat when you have corn right there? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Oh. He then offered the concept of some burnt crap to Washburn Crosby, who failed to turn it into a marketable cereal. Could you imagine the gumption of like, <laughs> I burnt some shit. Make it, make me rich. <laughs> make it into a cereal. Exactly. God. But in that era, the average American's grain intake was mostly limited to white flour, which oh. made them chronically unable to get shit out of their butts. Oh, no. <laughs> and not a lot of vegetables. It's a big problem in the 1920s constipation yeah wow. it, people had like ulcers they had all sorts of stuff going on because they were only eating white flour there's only eating white flour the 1920s american citizen was bunged up to high heaven and suffering <laughs> for it oh so the wheaties is gonna make you streamline yeah oh my God. it's gonna give you the jamie lee curtis effect you're gonna feel so much lighter and sportier yeah you're wow. gonna have a sproing in your step. your body your body's gonna be a miata you're gonna <laughs> You're going to race through the world. Oh, my God. Wow. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. Washburn Crosby, thanks to the hydroelectric power they harnessed from St. Anthony Falls, supplied the majority of that white flour from Minneapolis, the grain milling capital of the world. Uh-oh. But as harvest fluctuated due to climate and disease and electricity became more widely available, Washburn Crosby's flour monopoly began to disintegrate in the mid-1920s. Mm, like a cereal and milk. Yeah. yeah. Got soggy. Wait, so all of cereal back then was white flour or corn? Well, it was like all of the, like, the ma- majority of the grain people ate was white flour. Okay. But I guess, like, corn flakes was the OG cereal, like Kellogg's. Yeah, I don't know what what year that was invented, okay. but... Long time ago. Yeah. As Americans were beginning to clamor for a more fibrous flour in order to decompact their bowels... Washburn Crosby remembered that... Just greens. Just any vegetable. Just eat a vegetable. Just please. I can't. I can't. It hurts me. <laughs> That's me talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about me. You're the opposite. <laughs> 
And, and so Washburn Crosby remembered that silly little man and his burn-up crab and thought, hey, that's better than nothing. God, the gumption. <laughs> this so much and so with a little experimentation and testing washburn's gold metal whole wheat flakes were born and then quickly renamed to wheaties gold metal gold metal for your colon yeah mm. <laughs> golden colon i was um watching the uh, dimension 20 yeah and there was a fact on there that is pertains to this mm-hmm. podcast where you can become so constipated that the poop inside of you hits your vagus nerve. And as soon as it hits your vagus nerve, you evacuate your bowels so, like, so quickly, it gives you amnesia. Does that happen to you? No, but it is a medical thing that has happened Do you know what you think about a lot? What? Do you remember that Christmas that we spent together? Every day. And you were so complicated. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got mad at me for shitting. Did I get mad at you? You were peeved. There was when I was on, I couldn't chew food. Yeah. I was on so much for my jaw. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've forgotten all about it. And I have famously loose bowels. Oh. So. I think I felt like your butt was bragging to me. <laughs> I felt like your butt was bragging to me. Oh my God. Our butts. <laughs> two butts. Never the taint, twain shall meet. <laughs> we're never going to kiss butts. You're never going to kiss butts. So how did Wheaties become the breakfast of champions? How? Well, the product wasn't very successful at first. No. And so the team did what any good modern marketer would do. Make up a guy about it. I love a guy. (laughs) This is our policy. That guy was named Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. (laughs) (laughs) He starred in a 15-minute radio show for kids produced by advertising agency's head, Frank Hummert. Okay, so it's like, here's a strong boy. Here's a strong boy. Don't you want to see him? Armstrong. <laughs> he eats Wheaties. What's his first name? Jack. Jack. But the thing that really skyrocketed Wheaties' appeal nationally was a barbershop quartet jingle to the tune of Jazz Baby. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the brand. Won't you try Wheaties? For wheat is the best food of man. They're crispy and crunchy the whole year through. The kiddies never tire of them and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love how they're like, we're jocks. Here's a barbershop quartet. (laughs) The association with sports began when Wheaties convinced minor league baseball team, the Minnesota Millers, Mm. to begin broadcasting games on the radio, despite fears it would limit in-person ticket sales. Oh, because you can hear it. Yeah. Because baseball is famously a very exciting game to watch all of the fucking nine (laughs) Innings? Yeah. Got it. You're good. You're Mm -hmm. a jock. (laughs) Wheaties sponsored the radio show with heavy advertising and athlete testimonials. They also had a billboard in the ballpark where they could advertise their product. It was on that billboard that the Breakfast of Champions slogan first Uh, appeared. Boy, howdy. I ate myself some Wheaties and I pooped. I could run so fast to first base. I always depend on the Breakfast of Champions. Wheaties. (laughs) Grape nuts? No. No. Wheaties. 
Throughout the 1930s and 1940s, Wheaties radio shows began to spread across the nation and gathered testimonials from a variety of sports. Yeah. They also began including star athletes on the back of the cereal box. Oh, are you going to tell... Who was the first one? I was just going to ask you if you knew. Oh, boy. The... Can you give me a hint of, like, the year? 1934. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Mickey Mandel. No, it was Lou Gehrig. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you know who's appeared the most? Uh, Gretzky. Nope. Jordan. Jordan. 18 yeah. appearances. Whoa! And he signed with Wheaties in 1988. $2 million, which is $5 million in 2023 bucks. That ain't nothing. <laughs> that ain't right, folks. <laughs> Another little fact for you. In 1937, the most popular Wheaties radio announcer was a guy from Des Moines, Iowa, by the name of Ronald Reagan. Was he into, like, that he was promoting He Wheaties? was a radio announcer for Wheaties, yeah. Just for Wheaties. Well, for baseball. Oh, for baseball. So okay. they like, uh, but Wheaties, like, paid for Paid for him radio to do the show. thing, and yeah. then he promoted Oh. Another little fact for you. Yeah. Couldn't find a single source for this episode <laughs> that didn't dead name Caitlyn Jenner, who appeared on the Wheaties box in 1976 and 2012. Not a single one. <laughs> she did twice. Twice. She twice. was on there twice. But she did, she did... Uh, tennis? No, she was, uh, I believe, did track and field oh, track in and the field. Olympics. Okay. okay. I knew she just did the Olympics. Yeah. Couldn't for the life of me. What? <laughs> no. You know what? I don't waste that space. You sh- and you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. One thing that's interesting is that the diversity on the Wheaties box was surprising early on. Mm. The first woman, Eleanor Smith, was also featured in that first year of 1934, mm. although she was a 16-year-old aviator, not an athlete. Look at this dame driving a plane. She's up in the air, folks. Look at her. (laughs) By the way, uh, talking about dead names, um, (laughs) I just noticed your coffee. And and the name they put on it is... L. Yeah. L. That's French for woman. (laughs) Yeah. You said Al. Thank you so much for pointing that out to me. Because that made me feel amazing. Right in the middle of this episode of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hadn't seen that. Hadn't clocked it. I know. Don't worry. When I got my coffee today, um, I said D. And they're like, the the person on the counter leaned in and like, are you a men in black? And I had to like calculate the joke. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, it's because it's the movie. Oh. And their first initial is the. And I thought that was pretty cool. That's a cute joke. That's a cute joke. I like that. Um, When I order things online, people think my name is AI. (laughs) I guess Al's not popular. I'm going to say there's not a lot of people your age named Al. Well, I think like I, like AI, a capital A lowercase I, is a name. IE. But. People put it in capitals, (laughs) like I'm a robot, Um, which I am. (laughs) It is true. So the first woman athlete and the first Olympian featured on the Wheaties box was none other than Babe Didrikson Zaharias. Oh, 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 oh. okay. And the first African-American athlete featured was Jesse Owens in 1936. Damn. Yeah. He's like, this guy got got Hitler's number. (laughs) Fresh out the Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was kind of a weird gap in that diversity. Because for 24 years, athlete images were depicted on the back of the box. Okay. But in 1958, they moved them to the front of the box. Oh. Do you want to guess how many years it took to feature an African-American athlete again? Well, it'd probably be, it'd probably be Jordan. 
would it be in the like 90s it's not jordan it's not jordan no um you said they moved to the front in the 50s in 58 definitely not that they wouldn't do it in the 60s they don't have the gumption i'm gonna say the 90s 28 years i don't know the calculation well i think it was like the late 80s so you're okay, pretty 80, much okay right. okay 28 years until walter jerry payton from the bears <gasps> the chicago bears graced the, the front bears. of the box and the first woman to hit the front of the Wheaties box was just two years prior. As Olympic gymnast and Ronald Reagan simp, Mary Lou Retton joined the big boys. It's September. It's September. <laughs> yeah, it is. Are you curious how they advertise this barrier-breaking moment of modern gender parody? No. Well, I've got an ad for you. Oh, we're going to watch it! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I remember um, when I was younger, they had... Uh, Christine Yamaguchi oh, on the yeah. front of the box. God, I thought she, she was, was so pretty. She was such a star. I mean, oh. that was like baby's first Olympic. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Crush, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw her in the front of the Wheaties box and we're like, mm. I didn't buy the Wheaties. Just looked, just looked lovingly you at it. You said, those aren't my grape nuts. <laughs> Let's watch this. Ah, I'm so excited to show you this. I'm really excited. <laughs> You can watch it in our sources. Yes. We'll return after these messages. Warming up, feeling neat. Cause she's eating what the big boys eat. It's pure and simple, toasted sweet. It's funky taste that's not too sweet. It's just good, crunchy stuff. And I like that. Watch out, big boys. Welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh. Now I know what you're wondering. I got the chills. How did I find this commercial of you? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing right here. <laughs> she doesn't have my haircut. It's pretty close. Oh my gosh. I love the, her. What? Well, I don't. Oh, you don't? <laughs> As a person? No. No, 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 no. But just the image. The, the energy is amazing. The energy, energy is very is, good. I want to bottle it up. I I hate it, and I love it. I love it. Because I just love it. the misogyny is on 10. Oh. <laughs> but it's such a fucking, it rips ass, man. I love the jingle. I love her little outfit. I love her. She was on tea for like three months and her voice is like. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is clocky in a trans cla- yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's tiny. She, her smile, like the haircut, everything. <laughs> her like bending and like doing stretches. Like during- looking through her legs oh, at the camera. It was a slice. I, I would watch it, it again and again. Here's some facts about Mary Lou Retton. Please. She did love Ronald Reagan. Big uh, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also... See, now, now you're making me less... Anyway, go on. In the late uh, aughts... Yeah. When... Um, is the aughts the tens or are they different? Aughts is the zeros. Okay, in the tens... Yeah. When um, the sort of all that stuff came out about um, inappropriate... Oh, yeah. Touching in, in yeah. gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, she... Uh, oh, no. spoke to Congress saying, actually, things are fine the way they are oh, no. in, in the Gymnastics Association. Oh, and, no. Um, so you shouldn't sign this bill that that uh, creates opportunities for education around, you know, sexual abuse in the Gymnastics Association. How could you... What did she... 
Was she? I guess she was paid off. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the downfall to that as an athlete? But I guess she's not an athlete anymore. Yeah. She'd probably be a coach, right? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Who don't knows know. what she's doing, but... Oh, no. Rancid. <laughs> Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Which is why I hate how much this commercial absolutely rips Slaps. off. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's so good. good. It's so good. Well, it's 2023. This is 2023. Well... Do you want to describe it? No, I feel like oh, we did. did. We did, did it. Just, we, yeah, did. We, did. we did it. We did it. We did it. Also, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. I think it. for this one, you have to watch it. Absolutely. It's in our sources. Come on, big boys. Come on. I didn't even talk about that. <laughs> At the end, she says, come on, big boys. Who is she talking to? The big boys. The huge husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's 2023. 2023. I'm trying to think of small athletes. <laughs> Tiny ones. We need we need more trans mask athletes in tumbling. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. The sport I'm into right now, F1. There's never been an F1 driver on the Wheaties box. Well, because they're European. Yeah. You want an all-American. But you, you lots of NASCAR. Oh, yeah. You want to, again, and they're bigger boys. Bubba Wallace Jr. <gasps> Bubba. In, I think, 2022 had the Wheaties motif on his car. Oh, okay. Yeah. But was he on the box? He's been, I think, I think he's been on the box. I went to the NASCAR Hall of Fame and they have Bubba, who is the only black driver in the mm. NASCAR Hall of Fame. His car was by the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, come on, yep. man. It's 2023, and the only small athletes I can think of is F1 car boys. Okay. And they're also, they sometimes clock a little trans Because <laughs> they're, like, young. They don't have all the, they're trying to grow hair, facial yeah. hair, but sometimes they're not successful. I feel that. And they're tiny. Yeah. They're little weeds. They're just little guys. They just put them in your pocket. <laughs> so you could replace, I think the smallest driver right now is Yuki Sonoda. He's okay. He's 5'3". Oh my god, he's, he's two wh- inches he's, taller than me. He's whittle. I now I do have to remeasure myself just in case I have. Oh, you could. To I think you feel taller. I feel taller. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the air Ooh. about you. Interesting. So you get a little guy like a Yuki or a Alonzo, and yeah, you, and you. It's the same commercial. <laughs> you put him in a little outfit. Yeah. I don't think they could they're tumble, not flipping. Okay. but they have very big neck strength. Oh. So I think they're like pulling things with their neck. Oh my God. That sounds horrible to watch. <laughs> crack, 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 crack. And then at the end, it's the same. Come on, big boys. Come on, big boys. Wink. Oh, it's rancid. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Just put the smallest athletes... With the most machismo in those outfits. Yes, yes, And on the front of a Wheaties box. This is what I want, actually. And I think you're right to want it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I want? What do you want? I want a local ad. Well, I'm a loser and don't have one, (laughs) but a friend of the podcast has sent us one. Listeners always got our backs. And this is Daryl. Daryl also always has our backs. (laughs) D and Al, Jess and I aren't sure if one of us sent you an ad for Sundance Chevrolet. This is how much of a fucking just OP <laughs> Daryl is. Because, and Jess. And Jess, because we've we've sent you so many local ads, we don't even know how many we've sent. And that's the energy we like to see. It's also, it could be like they're in a stupor of like, just ads, <laughs> ads, 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 ads. They have sent us some bangers. Right, so many. So the whole thing has a Western theme, not the commercial, the dealership. Oh my God. What? (laughs) 
it, I'm sending this in case you didn't. We didn't do our duty and hook you up with this local ad from Lansing, MI. Is that Michigan, Missouri? No, it's Michigan. Michigan? Okay. Missouri is MO. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> peace, Daryl. Okay, I love because I think this is gonna get get us the right vibes. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm so excited. the Buckers training some Sundance. Look at the Corvettes. If it's going to be spring and it's going to be fun, it's going to have to be Sundance because I got all kinds of sports cars. Cadillacs, I'll tell you what, we got a Cadillac Corral that's got over 25 Cadillacs in it. All kinds of sports cars, fun cars, inexpensive cars, and a lot of trucks. And we got brand new cars on the ground that are ready to go. And you know what? Come on in and order one. We'll give you, we'll give you all the discounts. Sundance, save some money. You know, I don't think of Michigan as being a particularly I equine state. There's so many horses. <laughs> There's a lot of horses. And Daryl's right, like it is it's like a, a lodge yeah. feeling. But I'm struck with they chose and this is my favorite type of car commercial. Yeah. They chose one shot. It's 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 far distance, so you, you get the whole you get all the Chevrolets, We're, you get all yeah. you get all the vehicles and the horses. And the man has to speak so quickly. Yes. And shout so much. I think it's a voiceover. It's just a franchise. I don't think it is. Really? I think it, he was mic'd up. Oh, and my he was God. Just, hey, and, you know, and his his voice gets really hot because he's, he's uh, talking real fast. And they're talking about these Chevrolets. Because you know they've done this, like, Oh, they've done so many takes. takes. Everyone's so tired of waving. Horses are getting tired. They want to put their hands down. There's there's a guy with a sign. Can't read the sign. (laughs) But he's giving her. Do you know how they know at this dealership how much money they've made? How much? Broke back counting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if that makes sense, but it's funny. It does. (laughs) Checks out. If you have a local ad featuring a dealership that will make us giggle a little bit, you can send it to us at cruise at gmail.com. You can also find us on Blue Sky, <gasps> Kofi, <gasps> Co-host, Tumblr, and Instagram at <laughs> Ad Creeps. And also um, on our Kofi, if you want to send us a dollar or two, you're enjoying the show, hey, we, yeah. would, we would be forever yeah. grateful. Yeah. Look, half of us are unemployed currently, and... They also need a little treat. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, we ready to mosey? Let's do it. Let's flip and stretch our way to our pizza, which has just arrived. Come on, big boys. <laughs> Until next, next time, time, we are signing off. Who weren't my spouse?